0: Welcome to the Three Creeks Church Podcast. We're a church in Gahanna, Ohio that exists to help people find and follow God. We hope this message encourages you, challenges you, and helps you discover how much God really loves you. Hi, Three Creeks. You might not have been expecting to see me up here on stage today. And neither was I. Uh, So funny story about that. Um, Joel and I were talking actually just a few weeks ago, and we were talking about just the number of people in our church that are super gifted to teach. And even the last two weeks, we've had Tyler Gorham share and Ciro Castro, and they did an amazing job. I mean, truly, we... I just, I feel like I can even set it. For such a small church, I feel like we have a lot of people that are really excited about utilizing their gifts, and teaching is one of those ways. And Joel asked me, hey, would you consider teaching in the future? And I've done that maybe once or twice. Um, And I, I... I genuinely enjoy doing it, but I'm also in a season of my life where I have three little kids, six, four, and two, and I'm I'm the personality where it takes me a lot to teach. Like I'm not gonna get up here, sorry if this is sounding funny. Um, I'm not gonna get up here unless I feel like super prepared. I've had time to think about the message and honestly it costs Joel something because typically he has to carve out time to let me go and sit at a Starbucks and work on the message. But I said to him a few weeks ago, I said, yeah, I I think I'm in a season of my life where I'd like to do that again. Fast forward to this morning at 8.30 a.m. and my husband is in bed um, dying. (laughs) And I can give him a hard time about his man cold. It's not a man cold. He actually has a fever and chills and is very sick in bed. Um, but what I'm going to give him a hard time about was that he was up at 7 a.m., very sick, and I said, babe, you gotta call somebody. You gotta figure something out. No, I can do it. You know, he was gonna play the martyr, and then an hour and a half later, he's like, hey, Morgan, do you think you can share the message today? (laughs) Said, babe, this is not what I was talking about when I said I was ready to get up on stage again. But isn't that life, right? I mean, how many of us in this room would look at our lives today for better or for worse and say, that's what I thought it was going to look like five or 10 years ago? I mean, that's, that's life. And the older that I get, the more that I realize that our lives are very unpredictable. There are things that are going to change. There are plans that are not going to work. And especially as we're entering into this season of Christmas, right, we all have our list of things that we hope, expect, and plan to happen. My kids have very big plans for Santa this year. Um, and the gifts that they hope to receive. My, I was over at, um, some of you guys know my brother and sister-in-law, David and Annie, and I was over at their house recently, and they have this list on their fridge of holiday bucket list things that they are going to do this holiday season. And in my mind, I look at it and think, you have to do like three of them a day to make this happen before Christmas. But we all have our things. We have our traditions that we do. We have, um, I have this expectation, literally every holiday season, this image of like waking up really early in the morning and sitting by the Christmas tree and reading my Bible. And it's like quiet and peaceful. And you know, it doesn't work that way every morning but we also potentially have some plans and some thoughts and expectations of things that will negatively happen this season, right? So you, you look ahead to holiday gatherings with families and feeling like that's gonna be challenging. Maybe some hard decisions that are gonna to have to be made this season, or potentially you're preparing your hearts for loneliness that you will feel as Christmas rolls around and as holidays roll around. On a personal note, um, about a week ago, or a week or two ago, I went to my primary care doctor and it was a checkup, right? Yearly checkup. I was talking with my doctor about just some various ailments, things that have been going on. I'm 30 now, you know, that's what happens and um, just sharing the things that I had been feeling, experiencing. And she suggests, you know, let's do some blood work. Let's kind of explore this, see if there's more that's going on. And I got a call from her late last week. And she said, you know, everything looks good, except there was a positive thing that came up for an autoimmune disease. And goes to list a couple of potential things that this could be. some of which are kind of scary, to be honest with you. And she said, next step would be to schedule an appointment with a rheumatologist and explore if this is a thing or if it's not. And for me, if you, any of you are like Enneagram people, I'm an Enneagram six, which means that I am a worst case scenario thinker. Um, it did not hit me well. I went into a very anxious tailspin that day of going down the path of worst case scenarios, what it could mean. I was thinking about children dying, or me dying and my children being like 12. I mean, I'm just telling you that sounds really dark, but that's where I went, guys. Um, And I tend to be an anxious person in that way. And so late that night after I had been... You know, my mind was swirling all day, thinking of all the things. I was talking with Joel that night, processing through this information, how I was receiving it, how I was feeling, fully expecting and needing him to look at me and say, you're fine, Morgan, nothing's wrong. We got this, you're good. And he sat there silently to the point of me literally looking at him and saying, are you going to say anything? And he said, you know, I feel like you have an opportunity in this to respond differently than the rest of the world would. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Um, Definitely not what I was wanting to hear. Um, But to be fair, it was exactly what I needed to hear. And over the next couple of days, as I thought about it and had a few of those quiet mornings by the Christmas tree, I really was asking the question of, like, but how? How do I do that? How do we respond to a change of plans, to missed expectations, to things not going the way that we want them to, in a way that feels totally countercultural to how the world would do that? And I think that the answer is what we're gonna read here in a little bit in the book of Psalm. And it's this whole message series that we're doing and is that of praise. So as, you know, Joel from his deathbed said, um, teach this morning. I said, well, what do you want me to teach on? (laughs) He said, well, I was going to teach on Psalm 63. So I, um, as my kids are watching, I think it was Paw Patrol this morning, I opened up my Bible and read Psalm 63 And I just want to encourage us and myself with some of these words this morning. So if you have your Bibles, you can open them to Psalm 63. They will be on the screen behind me. We're just going to read these verses together. Whoops. It's fine. Um, It says, Psalm 63, verse 1, says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live and in your name, I will lift up my hands. I mean, that whole section is really good and I if I had more time, could obviously come up with some more things to say. But as I was reading it this morning, that last verse, uh, verse four, just really hit me and stuck with me. And I hope it will for you too. It says, I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. Okay, I think we can be honest as a church family to say that we are not super expressive worshipers. And I'm not up here to shame you in that or to make you feel like you have to do something that feels like disingenuous in your relationship with the Lord or in your time of worship, right? Um, But I do wanna talk about what does that mean to lift your hands in praise? And I'm, again, speaking from a personal experience and I like to be a good like hand praiser. Typically I'm standing in the back. And I was thinking through like, why? Like what what compels me to lift my hands in praise? And I think that for me personally, it's one of two things. The first is that I come into this room and I am just so excited to be here. I I said it recently up on this stage. I just like genuinely love our church. I love our church family. I love the people that call this place home. And it often fills me with joy to get to worship the Lord here on a Sunday morning. And you know, our band is amazing. And so oftentimes they sing in a song I really like, it just hits and it just fills me with joy to the point of I can't help but do anything else but praise Jesus through lifting my hands in joy. But the second way And the way that um, I think I'm entering this space in this morning, feeling I need to sit in, is when I enter this space and I don't feel like worshiping the Lord, where, as I was talking about earlier, plans have not gone my way. There's a level of uncertainty of what's ahead, where maybe the words that I'm singing, I have a hard time even believing. But I'll tell you what, it's in those moments when I choose to raise my hands to worship the Lord, I'm doing it to almost speak over myself and remind myself that this is what I believe. Have you ever experienced that, where your heart and your head don't completely align in your worship with the Lord on a Sunday morning? I do and i wrestled in the past with feeling like i was saying earlier almost like am i am i not super ge- like is that inauthentic is that not genuine is am i am i doing that but no i feel like god has reminded me no it is good to worship the lord times in the good times in the bad times in the times when you are reminding yourself that it is good to worship the Lord. And I believe that it is in the worship of the Lord that we're able to respond to the uncertainty that life throws at us in a way that the, uh, the rest of the world does not. Reading that again, I will praise you as long as I live. As long as I live, I've lived only 32 years of my life, but I've lived long enough to know that the entirety of my life is not going to be the highest of highs there are going to be many valleys that I walk through. There are going to be high highs and there are gonna be low lows. And it says, I will praise you as long as I live. Full stop. It doesn't have a disclaimer. It doesn't say when I feel like it. It doesn't say when my heart feels joyful and I want to come into this space praising the Lord. It just says, I will praise the Lord as long as I live, period. And in your name, I will lift my hands. I love how Jesus gave us ways to almost like convince ourselves of truths that we believe in our head. And I truly think raising our hands in worship is one of those ways. It's an opportunity for me to declare to myself that I believe that God is good and he is worthy of praise. It's a way for me to declare amongst my church family This is what I believe. And it's a way for me to declare to the Lord, you are good and I will praise you. I think it's no coincidence that we have another opportunity as a church family to have another physical act that we can use to praise and worship the Lord today. On the first Sunday of every month here at Three Creeks, we take communion and communion is um, is God's way of helping us remember his sacrifice and what he did for us on the cross. He had a cup of juice, wine, said, drink this in remembrance of me, in remembrance of the blood that he shared for us. And he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, do this in remembrance of me, in remembrance of the body that was broken on your behalf. So that we can, 2,000-plus years later, stand in this room and worship the Lord in the good times and in the bad times. Praise God. And so I'm going to encourage you guys with two things. Um, after I pray, the band will be here up, on, up here on the stage, and they're going to lead us in some songs of praise. Um, we have our communion stations set up. There's one over this way, one over this way. We have a gluten-free section in the back. And you can take communion on your own time. If you are a Christ follower, um, this is our way to remember Christ. And it is a physical way to do that. God cares about all the tactile learners, right? Um, and so you can do that in your own time. But we're also going to have some more songs and we get to praise and I and I encourage you even if it feels a little uncomfortable today consider what it means to raise your hands as a physical representation that you will choose to praise God whether it's because of joy or it's because I'm choosing to praise God I'm choosing to align my heart and my head in the physical representation of my praise to God I'm going to pray for us God, I thank you. Um, I, I, you know, this is not my plan, but I also know, God, that um, you are good in all of your things. And I think potentially even um, not having time to plan or prepare anything to say allows me to get out of my own way and allow your Holy Spirit to, to say what you need to say today. God, I pray for those of us that are in this room and just feeling maybe the weariness of the Christmas season and the things that need to be done. I pray, God, that we can use these next few songs, these next few moments to give it all to you, to remind ourselves that you are worthy of all of our praise in the good times and in the bad pray God that our, our time with you in communion would feel set apart and special and it could realign our hearts and our minds on what really matters in life and, and why, why we come together as a church family in the first place. I pray God, um, I feel led to pray for any new person that's here in this room who's kind of just here for whatever reason, whether they were invited or they, they came on their own, God. Um, you know, I, I want them to feel welcomed and known and, and want them to feel like they could belong here. But even more than that, I want them to feel like you love them and that you see them and that they're where they should be this morning. God, Once again, I just say thank you. I praise you for you are good and you are good to us. In your name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the Three Creeks Church Podcast. To find out more about our church, to give online, or to attend a service, visit threecreekschurch.com.